It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy, you journeyed through the Staircase, a strange, infinite and ever-changing realm where the usual rules of time and space no longer apply. You navigated memories, echoes and even ghosts, all of it leading you at last to the place where the end began. The five of you stand under the hot red glare of a doorway unlike any other. Its edges are frayed and stuttering, Scarlet light oozes from its edges like blood, dripping down into infinity. Jiahu just ran through that doorway. What do you do next? So that's probably going to do the dumb thing and also just run after her. Can I grab Slurp? Uh, make a dex save to try and grab them as they go past. Can I contest that? Can natural contest 20! That. Oh, I rolled a 9, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> On that natural 20, Craig, as Slurp goes to sprint past you after Jiahu, right at that bleeding doorway, you grab them. By the elbow and arrest their momentum. You have to. No. She's got. She's gone. Slurp. I just got her back and she's gone again. Slurp. We don't know what's through there. We know one thing. It's through there. Jiahu is a very different being. She can deal with dimensions in a better way, I imagine, than we can, which is probably why she was here before us. You and I going through that door without preparation. We don't know what's going to happen. I don't want. I am not going to let you go like that okay 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 uh, I, I gently let go of them yeah i just i just stand there okay, okay. lorelei do you sense anything about that door anything that could um you know sense danger or something you know i mean it look at it it's the danger <laughs> uh, yeah if you yeah. ever saw a visual of the word danger it would be this <laughs> Well, we can't just stay on a staircase forever. We've got to go somewhere at some point. This is correct. Can I, I don't know, vibe check? <laughs> oh, yeah. You had that pulling sensation pulling you up to that red glow this whole time. It's the door. Yeah, like, we've got to go through it. I was going to suggest you all go and then I go last because I'm not sure what happens in this realm when I'm not in it. <laughs> a good point. point well made, yeah. yes. So, onwards. We don't know what's on the other side. I'm going to suggest, as I am like the toughest of us here, I'm going to get out my shield and I'm going to go through first so that if anything comes at us, I'll be able to beat it off first. I'm going to rephrase that. If anything, come- <laughs> <laughs> if anything comes at us, I'll be able to fight it first. So I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll take out my shield. I guess I'll, I'll hold out my sword as well. And I'll step into the portal ready for whatever waits. Crick, as you approach the portal, you get hit by this wall of stifling heat and your ears are overtaken by frightened whispers and then you're gone. And to the rest of you, he is swallowed by red light and is gone from view. Okay, well, who wants to go next? Well, I was very keen to go through, so I Um, guess... I would suggest you go on, Bugsy. I don't want to send Bugsy through alone. Oh yeah, Bugsy is like... 
making this terrible low like noise but like i think i get down in front of his face like bugsy i know that all of your instincts are saying don't go through this door however right now we need to go through this door I pet them. I pet him. <laughs> Do I have to roll a check or something? Yes, please. Make a athletics to try and kind of pull in with you. Uh, 19. Okay, with a 19, Schlepp, you just saw Jiahu and then your dad go into the <laughs> horrible blood doorway. We are going into the... We are going in! <laughs> yeah, so you you take two great handfuls of Bugsy's mane and you fucking haul him after you through <laughs> that doorway. And like Crick... You are taken over by warmth and whispers, and then you are gone. I'll go next. We could go together? Yeah, that sounds like a better plan. Crowder sort of holds out their hand. Corel and Faraday, you take hands and then go through that door together, and once again, he whispers, gone. Lorelei, you're the only one left. I think I look around this place. I do don't like you <laughs> and then I leave <laughs> the five of you find yourselves falling as you come out of that doorway but only for a couple seconds you drop to your knees in soft grass tender silver green blades of it bending beneath you can I take perception checks please 20 and above. Natural 20. 29. 15 to 20? Uh, 17. 10 to 15? 11. 14. What's with humans? We fell. <laughs> 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 yeah, we fell down a hole. Everyone except Schlurp, you look ahead and find a dreamlike scene edged in impenetrable grey mist. A meadow of bright white star-shaped flowers blankets the land, forming this carpet that sweeps down to the shores of a vast black lake and up to the foot of a steep smooth hill crowned by a glorious tree. The tree is strange and enormous. Its bark is dark grey and its branches are tipped with stars and galaxies. The whole area has this stillness and silence to it, like the quiet before the breaking of a great storm or the hush during a solar eclipse. Schlurp, with a natural 20, there's something not quite right about the tree, and you can't put your finger on what it is. Does that tree look weird to anyone else? Whatever you're seeing, Schlurp, I don't think it's there for the rest of us. I hope that doesn't mean anything bad in the future at all. The trill of a flute suddenly cuts across the meadow. <laughs> this isn't Schlurp, this is just me. It's probably what Schlurp's thinking. Um, I guess these Schlurp turns to see where the noise is coming from. Uh, you see Jiahu. Except there are two Jiahus. Oh, <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> One of the Jiahus is dancing luminous with joy spinning through the flowers with her flute like held high and she's not alone with her is another tiny deer-like figure 
one with sooty dark fur, a cream face, and two long wooden mallets bouncing against their back. She looks happy, Schlep. The other Jiahu, who stands 15 feet away from them, frozen, does not. How, f- how far away are they? Uh, the one that's frozen is about 30 feet from you. I, go- I gotta check on her. Gotta see what's happening. Go. She doesn't move as you approach. She just stands there watching. I like, put my hands on her shoulders. She's shaking. I think I go round to the front of her and I kneel down. So we're like face level. Blocking her view. Yeah. Hey, don't go running off again. Um, I won't. It's, um, I, I just uh, wanted to see something, that's all. That thing? That thing. I give give her a big old hug. She kind of stands limply in your grip and then hugs you back. And there's something about it, both desperate and awkward at the same time. (laughs) Oh, no. I guess after like, this feels like it's going to be a long hug situation. I release. I'm like, are you okay to go back to everyone else? I guess so. There's nothing really here for me. I grab her hand like quite strongly and I start walking back towards the others. As you walk back towards the others, Schlepp, you get a great view of... So um, when you all arrived, you fell from that doorway and you can still kind of see it now, like a crack in the sky above you. But behind them now, several white doorways open up, bright, shining, steady, and Schlepp, as you turn back towards the rest of, like, the rest of your friends, beings come pouring through these doorways. Dozens of them. Strange, luminous beings in dozens of different shapes and sizes. There's something about them, a kind of etherealness that you know. They're not gods. They feel kind of like Jiahu, like spirits. And all of you are seeing this, these figures, they're passing like through you physically and dispersing all across the meadow. There's no any hint of an acknowledgement of our presence. You, I feel like you get the sense that if someone bumps you directly, they will for a second register there's something there, but then it's immediately forgotten. It's not like watching a hologram. No, it's like you're both on different frequencies, kind of. Gotcha, gotcha. Do we see anyone that we do recognise? Yeah. Uh, you see Jiahu. I don't think you recognize anyone else. Uh, rather notably, you see Jiahu, but you do not see Bruno. That tracks. And you don't see any of the kind of godly figures you've slowly become acquainted with. It's just these spirits right now. And as they disperse across the meadow, they start to decorate it. They pull out lanterns and ribbons and send up glittering magical lights into the air and you see Jiahu and Sing join them and together this crowd of spirits moves with such a surety like they know exactly what they're doing here they've done this dozens of times everybody's got a role Jiahu and Sing are always together throughout it like she'll hold up the ribbon he'll take it they know exactly what they're doing and they've done this before and it's strange 
because you're watching all of this guys and you have just this most terrible feeling of unease and you don't even know why but these people all look so happy and all you can feel is dread can i try to like interact with one of the decorations like yes to see if i can like pick a lantern from wherever that wherever it's been hung yeah there's um as you walk back with Yahoo, there are several just in the air above you, like two or three feet up above your head. Yeah, I guess I'll just try to grab one out of the air. You grab it, and for a second your fingers touch it, and you feel cold glass. But then it crumbles, and as you bring your hand down, you're holding a palm full of ash. Oh, oh boy. Corel would like to get this sketchbook out. They already have a feeling like... This is something they're not going to see again, and the memory might fade. They want to try and create a record that they can hold and reflect on in the future. So they're going to try and just do a general sketch of figures in the yeah, crowd. Yeah, I will take a dexterity just for that. If I take a picture, does the picture look like it? Like this, what we see with our eyes? Do you have your comms unit? I have it on me. Yeah. I will answer you in just a second. Duncan, what did you roll? Uh, 23. You were able to represent it in as much detail as you'd like with a 23. Excellent. I just try and get, you know, intricately interesting fi figures of the spirits. I'll try mm. to get some sense of the decorations and, the, and also just like a general overall sketch as well. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things, you know, is that like Jiahu, the, the spirits, they're not quite fully any alien that you know. Mm. Like Jiahu has feathers in her fur. Like they're always just a little bit odd a little bit to the left of of the beings that you know better almost like they're not they're like they're part way between being something okay. and being something else Lorelei, you tried to take a photo yes yeah <laughs> cool the camera on the back of your comms unit uh the lens cracks audibly and then a skein of smoke comes ribboning out is it just the whole thing's broken? Uh, I think your com I think your comms unit still sort of works, but it's got like strobing colourful lines. The camera is like burnt out, like you pointed it at sun. So I kind that, of expected that to happen. So you've tried technology on this this bad boy. Let's try magic. I hold up my truth mirror. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> oh fuck. And I aim it at the tree. Oh god! Ooh. That's a good idea. Oh, this. That's ooh. a really good idea. Oh, fuck me. Go on, okay. Paige. Go on, do it. It's interesting. Crick, it's not a tree. What is it? It looks like an organic body. What? Is it of any recognizable species? Now that you're looking at it in the mirror, you can see the bark looks like weathered skin and the branches look like antlers. And those stars and constellations strung along the branches are, in the mirror, swirling in a kind of serpentine fashion. And the branches, like I said, are like antlers. And the base of the tree, Crick, with your truth mirror, the base of the tree is blackened. And all of the ground around it is dead. Just before I relay this to other people, I just like to look down at the grass and see what that looks like. With the mirror? Yes. 
Oh, as you look with the mirror, you see not grass and flowers, but bones. Wow, okay, Jesus. Uh, guys, hmm? that's not a tree. It's a body. Pardon? The base of it is blackened, it's bony, it's got antlers, and this grass beneath us, I don't know if you've tried to grab it, we're standing on bones. Okay, turn So to- all of this is an illusion. And the actual real material world we're in is a hellscape. Can I look at Jiahu and see how she's responding to this information? I'd like to as well, actually. Uh, you can roll me insight. A dirty 20. 24? Uh, with those rolls... Jiahu is staring straight ahead. A weird kind of blankness to her expression. Like, she's not surprised at all that Crick is saying this. With a 24? Yeah. She's in some kind of flashback. I think I just try and get into that one, just kind of like rub her shoulders, just try and get her back into the, try and get her back into the present. Like, it's okay, you're, you're not there. You're here. You're with us. It's okay. She flinches away from you and she says but I am here I am here you're with us we're go- we're gonna help we're going to help I don't know if you can we're gonna fucking try and as you say that Schlurp you've had these terrible revelations about bones and organic beings and you've got this building sensation of dread and an almost jar- a definitely actually jarring, cheerful melody explodes into being behind you as that crowd of spirits finishes decorating the meadow and then suddenly come together in this circular area where the grass is shorn short and they start playing music and whirling around together in pairs and threes and fours and fives and it's such a joyful sound, Shlep, and Jahu is just staring at you. I try to, like, I take her head and I just kind of try and shield her from it, just, yeah. Do I recognize the song at all, or is it just a nice happy song? I don't think it's one that you've played or heard outright, but I think there's something familiar with about it. How do I know this song? And Jahu looks up at you and she says, Because you were here too. I still don't know what you mean by this. How was I here? I'm here. You were, but you don't remember. Can we all hear this? Yep. <laughs> uh, Karel just comes and sort of stands over Jiahu. We could really use some clarity and sim- not simple, but straightforward answers at this point, Jiahu. I don't know if I have straightforward answers. And she turns and points at Sing. I don't know how, but... I don't know how I didn't know from the start, but there was always something. There was always something strange, and I could feel it. But I don't... It's you. It's you. Huh. I mean, Shomu did say that Schlurp had a soul with a scar on it. So that kind of, like, fits... It doesn't explain much. I mean, Vijayahu's, she was there, but now she's here. Singh was there, so why isn't Singh me? Why didn't the same thing happen? Jiahu, um, you don't want to be here for this, I imagine. And not to sound callous, but 
Would it be kinder to put you back in the flu? She shakes her head and she says, No, I... I think I need to be here. I want to know what happened to him. Okay, so you, you've been here before. You can't tell us what's going to happen, I understand that, but you can point us at where we're going to need to stand and who we need to watch out for. I mean, I'm sorry, it's it's so jumbled, but I know it's the tree. Something happens, and there's fire, and it's it's the spear. And she suddenly like straightens up and she says, it's the, it's the spear. You have to watch for the spear. What spear? He's gonna give it to him. But I don't know when it is. But he had to get it from somewhere. Names, not pronouns, please. <laughs> um, oh god. I don't think she knows, Garel. I think we're just gonna have to watch it unfold. But, if I'm right in understanding what you were trying to say to Shlurp Jiahu, you think that Sing reincarnated into Shlurp's soul. I, I do think that, yes. There's going to be so much happening here so fast. I think we probably need to divide and conquer in order to capture all of it. Slurp, I imagine you probably want to find out what the hell happened to you. Yeah, that'll be, that'd be cool. I like that. So I imagine you and Jiahu can keep tabs on you and Jiahu. <laughs> and then maybe the tree and I don't know. I'm quite happy to take a position by the tree. I'll go with you because I have my mirror of truth. Good idea. Lorelei, would it be good for you to be... Do you think the tree will be more useful or kind of be in amongst... I'm going to see what the bloody hell Teresial is up to, honestly. So come and with. Cool. Party. Um, Lorelei goes up to Jiahu, takes her cloak off and puts it on Jiahu. And is like, if it ever gets too much, just stop looking. She nods shakily. I'll go with Lorelei, because I imagine Shlurp and Jahu will probably need some privacy, so yeah. twos is probably a good idea. Mm. Um, where are Bugsy and Bruno gonna chill out? <laughs> Bruno, you're... Do you want to be out here, or do you want to have a, have a fun time back in the bell? I am going to stay thoroughly the fuck away from whatever is going to happen. That's fair. So you can be on the sidelines of the... Oh, yes, thing. I'm going. Good luck. <laughs> she just runs off. Yeah, he kicks uh, Bugsy in the sides and ushers him off to the very edge of the scene. So if you could just remind me again what you saw in the mirror. Well, this tree in front of us is... Um, sort Antlers, of like, you said. Yeah. You can tell me, Leonie, but from conversation yeah. with Faraday, would Corel have an idea of what their of, of forgotten life and death? Yeah, absolutely. Right, given that quite recently, Corel read about them in the library. Yeah, and they, they they make that connection. Yeah, and about obviously the importance of the whole scene here, the ritual aspect of this being a requirement. Oh, Captain, it is far more literal than I understood. What have you realized? That tree, it is them. Oh. Oh! And it's dying. That's the thing, that's what the ritual is. It is literally revitalizing them. 
It's not even vaguely metaphorical. Are we, by this point, getting yeah, close to the you tree? you reach the tree, yes. Corel sort of starts moving their hand towards the tree. Oh, okay. They're not going uh. to do that. Not yet, anyway. They want to see how far this illusion goes. Corel, as you start moving a hand towards it, towards it, all of the markings you have on okay. that side of your body illuminate very Whoa. brightly. Okay. Like someone's shining a torch from underneath your skin. I think Grell immediately pulls their hand back. Universal sign for do not touch the tree. Okay. All right. Not touching the tree. <laughs> Thought probably. What if, what if I only touch it a little bit, though? <laughs> Captain, we're not touching the tree. Okay. We're going to watch the tree carefully, but we're not touching it. Okay. So next up was Lorelei and Faraday. Crick and Corel are moving off towards the tree. What do you two do? The spirits have now kind of convened in a central circle of shorn grass. They're now playing together. At first they were kind of dancing, but now they've become a lot more cohesive. They've put themselves in this semicircle and seem to be going through the steps of something. And you can feel the music swelling and swelling and swelling and swelling like it's going somewhere. I guess we go stand on the side of the circle circle where Jiahu isn't. Yeah, I think they need some space. What's your favourite colour? Uh, like pale, real pale blue? What about yours? Is it is it Medanir jacket colour? <laughs> no. I didn't want to be a Medanir. Why are you? Because when I was 19 it felt like the choice that would give me the most time. Most time for what? To work out what I did want. I like green. Like tree leaf, start of spring. Green. You should come to Chorus. Yeah, that would be good. We'll find you a nice tree. <laughs> I'd like to see that one that you saw. Oh, the big, the big funky tree. I'd quite like that tree. I was talking about a tree in which to live. We live inside trees. I don't think I'd want to live inside a tree. Yeah, yeah, but like for a visit, like it, like what's that thing the humans have on Earth? The Airbnb, <laughs> the Airbnb tree. <laughs> oh my god! Oh no! <laughs> oh my god! Oh boy! As Lorelei comes to the realization of the Airbnb tree, <laughs> the spirits that music they've been playing suddenly rushes up into a high dazzling conclusion and then there is a doorway this doorway is not at the edge of the scene like the others had been like where you were when you first arrived here instead it's at the heart of the circle and a figure steps through it and that figure is tall elegant crane-like with a long loop of neck and a head crowned with paper flowers She's wearing silk, gossamer fine, sparkling in the silver light, and a lyre is nestled in the crook of her right arm, held as tenderly as a child. And the spirits, you see them flock around her, around Aliula, the goddess of music, but then they giggle and scatter as a second figure comes through that same doorway, a familiar, horned, bent-backed figure, Kavoris the god of knowledge. 
His ornamentation is simpler than hers, just a deep bronze sash with a single paper flower pinned on it at the front, and something small and black poking out of a pocket low on his opposite hip. As he looks out across the meadow, Aliula steps in front of him, and that kind of craggy, chitinous face softens somehow, and then he bows and extends one hand out to her. And she takes it and pulls him upright. And then she pulls him after her to the heart of the circle. And she is animated and jubilant and shining. And he just trails after her like she is the sun. The meadow is already decorated, but she fills his arms with paper garlands and lanterns and then like sets him to work putting up a few extra decorations even though they're already done and he just nods and does it and it's so fucking funny because you follow traces of this man across what feels like half the galaxy wondering at who he was what he did what he wanted but now as you finally see him you find only a man in love with a woman He loves her. He loves her so much. He would do anything for her. Did he do something stupid for her? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Can we talk to them? Sure, we can give it a go. Is he like off to the side putting up a lantern that's too high up for everyone else? She's making him go all the way around the edge of the circle putting up lanterns around the periphery of the circle and then she's like going, no, no, to the side and he looks at her and she's like yes I'm playing with you come on you look so grim today Kavoris it's a happy day at the point where he's off to the side I'm like well this is as good a time as any okay um whatever you say we can't change this yeah I know I know you no I don't want to change anything I just well I do but I understand I guess we go up and I just grab his wrist Oh god, okay. You grab his wrist. Lorelei, your markings flash. And for a second it's like your grip is sinking into water. And then you're holding him. And he stops. And it's like his body doesn't quite understand that it's been stopped. He keep, he like He tries to keep moving. And then kind of glances back and glances past you. And then squints. And then shakes his arm to try and get free of you and i'm gonna roll an athletics check to try and shake you off i rolled a two (laughs) um i mean i'm not very strong i i have a plus nothing so you can roll roll do it it's your right to roll i rolled a (laughs) ten yeah no you cling on as he tries to shake you off and aliula notices and turns towards him and unlike kavoris she squints down as well but then she seems to shake herself and then she looks right at you and she goes hello um have you got a moment what um faraday could you bring her you mean try and yeah fit like physically help them sort of take a couple of steps away because i feel like even though the 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 spirits can't see us i feel like this is a conversation to be had in private faraday do you try and grab aliula yeah i i think usually she would have done it very quickly 
But after seeing Aliula at the end of the universe and the song, Aliula is kind of this yeah. very important person to her now. And she's like, you want me to touch her? Going to grab Beyonce? <laughs> <laughs> if talking to Beyonce could help me work out how to stop the galaxy from ending, then yes. <laughs> I will give it a go. Faraday, you try to grab Beyonce. And your hand goes straight through her wrist. Um, okay. Well, um, I guess we're doing this here. How's your day going? To Alayula? Yeah. She kind of squints very hard at you and then she says, Do I know you? Um, no. I, I think I do. You were there. Who are you? A concerned party. If I grab Far use my other hand to grab Faraday's hand, do their eyes focus on Faraday as well? Only Aliulas do. Okay. She looks at Faraday. Again, it's like she's squinting really hard and she just goes, And you? What's going on? I know we've done nothing to earn your trust, but we need you to trust us and we need you to answer our questions honestly and as fully as you can. What is it that you want to know? Could you maybe get your partner here to focus in a little? Cav? Cavorus? Like, he responds to her, but it's like he can't see you. And then Alina goes, I was just talking to... And she looks back at you, and Cavorus just signs at her and and Aliula so as he moves his arm Lorelei just gets lifted off the oh, ground oh yeah he's <laughs> signing at his wife <laughs> and she understands him when Kavoris was using his hands yes can I do a perception check to see if I see a spear oh you can do a perception check on Kavoris yes 17 you don't see a spear and you don't see the Ember Stylus, which makes sense given you know how, where it ended up or the fact that he doesn't have it with him today. Um, but you do see in his pocket a very familiar small black book. Faraday's currently doing this thing of everything here is supposed to happen. Am I supposed to tell Lorelei <laughs> that the book's there so Lorelei will pickpocket it and that's what leads to it going to Corel? Or if Lorelei taking it means it won't end up, she's like trying to do these like mental gymnastics. I didn't see a spear or the stylus, but the book was there. I mean, we could try reading it. Because we know he's at the middle of this and he did or didn't do something. Okay, try and, try and get it. Sleight of hand, I guess. Just out of interest, how clear a view do we all have of each other? There are a million crowds, so I think depending on how tall you are and where you are, it's easier to see each other. I think Faraday and Lorelei, Lorelei in particular, is pretty well obscured right now. I mean, Kavoris is really easy to spot because he's fucking massive. Lorelei's hanging on Kavoris's arm. I think you probably get little glimpses of white fur <laughs> being really close to him, <laughs> but you huh. like you're there like only one person would do something this fucking dumb. <laughs> I think Lorelei's about to do something Lorelei-ish. And I don't think we have time to stop it. Ten. 
Lorelei, you try to... Oh, God, I've got it. Actually, I know exactly what's going to fucking happen, Lorelei. Oh, no. oh, boy. You go to try and put your hand in Kavoris's pocket to take his black notebook, which you know for a fact... I'm not even going to get into it. But anyway, you try to get his notebook, and then you are being lurched violently because Kavoris is on the move. <laughs> and you roll me a dex save. You brought this on yourself... You tried to fuck with history. I was going to put it back. <laughs> uh, that's a 14. Lorelei, you don't get thrown off, but I think you do lose your grip on him. I was going to let go anyway. Okay, so you see him steam away from you with purpose. There's nothing like, he's not bouncing or anything. He's just like, I move with, <laughs> with mechanical excitement in this direction. <laughs> He's moving to the center of the circle because another figure is coming from that same doorway, a third figure. And for a second, you see just a silhouette, a sharp silhouette with several segmented legs and a head adorned with long quills. And then the figure steps through the doorway and resolves into an Pelton suitor with blue face paint and a scarlet cloak. All this time I was hoping there would be something imperfect about her. I could, I could see why you liked her so much, Jiahu. She was... Oh, she was really something. Jiahu just nods and says, She was. Can I see... Sing and... <laughs> other Jiahu in the crowd? Uh, let's go with yes. I think Jiahu is watching them so avidly, it's hard to lose track of them. Jiahu, still watching them even now, says to you... Aliula's the reason I, we, got to be together. I think you mentioned spirits, there's like a pause on something. Yeah. So she paused both of our souls, so we ended up in the same place at the same time. Yeah. We, I, I don't really remember much of my life before being a spirit. She used to tell me that that was quite normal if you'd been through something terrible or experienced something terrible or lost someone. Our truth is that we died together and then she held us here. So that means we knew each other before we got paused? Yeah. You understand this is a lot to process? That's why spirits don't normally remember. So why do I? Ever since I got here, even before then, I keep getting these flashes of like, I don't know, I guess what's what I was saying in the Hall of Music, going up some stairs, seeing Eliura occasionally. Do you get those? I... I mean, you were that, I guess, but... Ugh. I get some, but I know something, something terrible happens today. And whatever it was affected me, affected you. And it destroyed who you were before. Because you're not him. You're not Sing. Yeah, he looks like a much better dancer than I am. <laughs> he was a very good dancer. Maybe I'll pick that up one day. Maybe you will. Okay, there's something I really need to say. I know it's probably a really bad time for you. It's definitely a bad time for everything, but everything seems to be a bad time at the moment. And I don't know how much longer we're going to get, frankly. 
it's like like Faraday said, everything is going to start moving so quickly. And this seems to be a pinpoint in time where this is the only time I will get to say anything. I love no. you. I have loved you for so long. And I was an idiot for not saying it before. I love you, kindness, your patience, just a million other things about you. And I know this is really tricky for you, but if I don't get to say this now, then I'm just going to be carrying that for I don't know how long. <sighs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry too. You're so goddamn good. So are you. <laughs> That's why I love you, you idiots. <laughs> Slap. You are such a good person. And you have so much time. And you have so many opportunities ahead of you. And I. And she takes your hand. And she says, Slap. And I put my forehead against hers, holding her hands. And she leans into it and she says, I don't know whether to be angry or happy that I found you again. I'm angry that we're out of step, but I'm happy that I got to see you again and see who you became. You have so much life ahead of you, Schlup, but I'm, my life is over. It ended a long time ago, and then it ended again here. You don't have to face it alone again this time. Thank you. And she pulls away from you. At the centre of the meadow, there is a circle of shorn grass. And at the centre of that circle, there is a white doorway. And Theresial... He who guides, the god of pathways, just step through that doorway. Who's closest to him? Would it be Lorelei and Faraday? Yeah, I think Lorelei would have dropped off of Kavoros after the failed pickpocketing attempt. <laughs> Yeeted <laughs> off. Um, and just followed him. If you follow Kavoros, you're going to end up at Teresial because Kavoros is headed right for him. And Kavoros is almost at Teresial and then a ball of ribbon bounces off the back of Kavoris's head, rolls down his brow and then tangles around his stag beetle horn. And he stops. <laughs> and Theresial makes this little like snort noise. And then you hear this god awful noise like a fucking kookaburra. Only you realize that Alayula is laughing. <laughs> ah, noise. <laughs> <laughs> Vindication. <laughs> And she that noise like a kookaburra. That oh, noise is okay. coming from her. Beautiful. And Kavoris just stands there tolerantly, and you see this small smile tick up at the corner of his mouth, and Theresial now is laughing quieter, and she's laughing, and then Kavoris reaches up to take that ribbon and unwind it from his horn, but he makes a bit of a mess of it, and it snags on the interconnecting plates of his chitinous fingers. And Theresial just goes, no, no, let, let me do it. I'll, I'll get that. And Theresial reaches up and unwinds the ribbon from around Kavoris's horn. And as he does, he leans very close to Kavoris 
Um, and he's going to whisper to him. Wait, 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 wait. I have lip reading. You do? Lorelei? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a go at listening. Okay, roll me your perception. Schlurp, can I take a agility schlurp for you to get into a position where you can see him talking? I feel like that's a fair ask. 23. Okay, Lorelei? 31. My god. So two different people are about to see this. Schlurp, you weave through the crowd. Do you pull Jiahu after you, after you or do you leave her? I'll probably take her. Schlurp, you get into position. Lorelei, you fucking scooch in and listen up. And Theresial leans in and his mouth moves very slightly and he says, You were right. I looked just now and I only saw fire. It's today. It's going to happen today. And Kavoris had been smiling, but now his expression grows solemn. Not only solemn, there's a gleam of something fierce in his scarlet eyes, something certain and cold. And he nods once and then moves to suddenly clasp Theresial's wrist. Uh, this is too low down in the crowd, Schlurp, I think, for you to see, but Lorelei, you're right there. Lorelei? Theresial clasps Kororis's hand and something passes between them. Similar to the, the hidden city, something sealed, something protected by his power, but I think you have a sick certainty that whatever that was is going to end up looking an awful lot like a spirit. And then they separate as Aliula approaches, and she jokingly reaches up as if to smudge Theresiel's face paint, and then tucks herself under Kavoris's right arm. Lorelei, you know these beings as gods, as luminous and powerful avatars of the universe and its ideals and its essences, but here they are achingly ordinary, and the air between the three of them sings with warmth and love. How far away is everyone from Schlurp? Mm. You're at the circle, right? Okay, yeah, I'm kind of like near the circle, like enough that I was able to see what they were saying. Okay, so Lorelei and Faraday, I think, would be less than 40 feet from you. I think Crick and Corel probably are more like 80, 90 feet from you, 100 feet even. Right, so I think I indicate to both Faraday and Corel what I saw Teresia, I'll say to Kavoris. Obviously, yep. I don't know anything about the trident, but the spear or whatever. Shit. Okay, so we keep a close eye on them. I mean, we know they're at the center of it. We've just got to find out what happens or what doesn't happen so that we can do it right. Um, obviously, we can't interact with it, but have we, how much have we even seen? I think you've seen that Teresia, Kavoris, and Aliula are on the scene. And from your kind of more distant vantage point, I think you're seeing that those distant doorways are starting to disgorge grander figures than the spirits. Can we recognize any other figures as they arrive? I don't think you recognize any in the first wave, but then it just keeps on coming. And then you do start to recognize a couple of faces. You see Shomu, tall and strong, his sword on his back. So Shomu, anyone else? Those doorways? increase in size and distort and you see stranger figures like the enormous semi-certain serpentine figure of Romet 
end to the scene. Romet, whole, well, alert, not in this stricken slumber that you guys met her in briefly at the edge of this whole pantheonic realm. Other than that, I think most of these people, like the vast majority of these figures are strangers to you. I think you maybe recognize some of the symbols from the avenue, but here their symbols are glowing and the people who bear them are alive. I think one more figure comes through who you do recognize, but I think that Crick would be the only one to be able to do so because it is Ade, the goddess of truth. A very small figure against this backdrop of very dynamic and often gargantuan forms. Um, she enters the scene and goes and joins the revelers. And eventually the arrivals cease. And you find yourselves looking at a few hundred figures wildly disparate in shape and color and even in the number of limbs just dancing in this circle of cropped grass and then on some kind of invisible signal they start to arrange themselves into concentric circles at this point Corel is beginning to try and make mm. sketches patterns yeah notes the to... mood is changing Corel. you can kind of feel it in the air and Alayula is at their center with the spirits, her hands flying over the strings of her instrument. The music changes in tone with the mood of everything, goes from merry and jubilant to something more serious and urgent, which builds and builds and builds until Alayula flings one hand into the air and all at once the colors of the floating lanterns change into a thousand different jewel bright shades and as she finishes the spirits pick up the baton and begin to dance again whirling in tight footwork um, you see Jiahu eyes bright with joy spinning as her flute soars high over the rest of the chorus the music of this orchestra grows and grows until the whole metal meadow is like reverberating with sound and then all at once they stop and all eyes turn to the tree. The tree, which is no longer alone. At the base of that steep hill, arrayed in a line, are four stone thrones. Each throne is crowned by a luminous sigil. From left to right, you see a silver circle, a blue triangle, a golden diamond, and on the far right, a red star. There's a ripple of movement. Heads are turning away from the tree towards those white doorways in the distance, which have now changed again, reforming into a single enormous doorway. Striding through that doorway, wreathed in flame and swooping lines of black armor, is Pyros. Pyros is a serpentine being with eight short, sharp legs and two powerful arms. His body is covered in neat, overlapping chitinous plates. Flames leap all along his spine and around his long, skull-like head. A scarlet star pulses between his eyes, and the air shimmers around it the same as it does over hot metal on a blazing summer day. Pyrrhus walks towards the circle, and it parts to let him through. But I don't know how much attention you're paying to him, Lorelei, 
Faraday schlurp because the next person who comes through that doorway, you know her. She's older and her dark blue face is bisected by pale scars, but it is unmistakably Septiva Sanctuavi, the young Daishen you just rescued from the ruins of her people's last holdout. Uh, what? Why and behind Septiva, no. there is the hulking form of a Crotor, the turtle people, who plods past you with slow, stamping steps, a golden diamond bright on their right shoulder. And behind the Crotor, floating on wings that flicker so fast they blur, is a Terilli. Not just any oh. Terilli, but Pima. Who just a few short weeks ago, Lorelei, you were watching play with her brother on the jellyfish. Not the baby! <laughs> no! <laughs> what? Time is. Why is time so Time fun? is hinky. Time is so fucked! The four elemental gods reach their thrones and then turn back to face the circle. They are fierce, disparate figures, armor clad and splendid. Their power there like a physical presence in the air as thick as the thickest of humidity. And then Pyrrhus steps forwards, all blazing mane and sooty armor, and says, Beloved Pantheon, I could stand here and speak at great length of my pride and everything we have accomplished since that last time we gathered here for this most significant of occasions. But I think we all know that nobody wants that. And then, unbelievably, the gathered crowd laughs. Oh my god, he's a tech bro! Oh no! No! He's a tech bro. No! <laughs> Shlub dies right there, they're gone. They are, <laughs> is. Oh. They are deceased, they've fallen over. Oh um, my god. I think Corel wants to move slightly away from the tree at this point. Yes. And wants to get as close to Pyrrhus as throne as they can go ahead they just want to take up position and just really observe like hard he the people here that laughter is genuine corral they like him he has this kind of weirdly smooth way of talking but he's likable we are a strange people, our lives over yet endless, our deeds immense yet invisible, our roles specific and yet unclear. We are gods, and yet still just cogs in the machinery of existence. But what splendid cogs we are, and what an honour to be a cog, if that means contributing to the continuation of a universe full of love and wonder. Now... My dear Septiva would have all of us think today is a serious occasion, but I don't quite agree. Is it true that today is essential for the continuation of all existence and everything that entails? Yes, but I think there's something beautiful to be said about that. So please, dance with your friends and your lovers. Make snide comments and talk and feel. We may be gods or spirits, but we are still people. And beyond all the magic, this is still just a dance. Thank you. And the gathered gods and spirits erupt into applause. 
Hiros was chill. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know if he was chill, but he didn't seem like a bad dude. That was kind of what we established, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's Back different the... seeing it in person. Yeah. Also, he's fully a tech bro, and it's great. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, someone, li- someone telling you, like I've literally written down here, tech bro energy. <laughs> like not not to like do the the Star Wars reference thing, I know, but like it is the difference between someone telling you Darth Vader used to be a, like a nice young man and actually seeing Anakin Skywalker, little baby Anakin. Yeah, it's jarring, you know. Does Pima look happy? Pima, she does. I'm guessing the Crotor. That's the egg. I don't think there's any way for you to confirm that, Lorelei, but you're not stupid. A safe assumption. And that's Pima. And that's Eptiva looking even more grave than she usually does. No? Septiva looks okay. There's, um, roll me an inside check, actually, on Septiva before you make any thoughts about her. 24. There is a tenseness about her. She's trying to appear at ease, but there is a tenseness about her that isn't there in the, any of the other elementals. Seeing that the others are all watching the elementals, can I shift focus and just look at Kavoris and Teresial? Oh yeah! Kavoris and Teresial are still standing near each other. Teresial is staring at the side of Kavoris's face, and Kavoris is staring at Pyrrhos with hatred in his eyes. So they knew. But does Pyrrhos know? That I was going to say, I wanted, Crow would like to do an insight check on Pyrrhos. Go ahead. So that's a 28 on an insight. With a 28, Corel, you look at Pyrrhos and you see just a guy. Nothing nothing under it. He's just this guy. He's just a guy. He's did a speech. He's happy with how it went. He's very familiar with the other elementals, especially Septiva. They seem to know each other very well. Like the way he kind of joked about like, oh, she's gonna tell me off for like he just seems very comfortable, very at ease. And as that applause dies down and Ali Eula and the spirits start to play music again, he sits down in his throne and starts to kind of nod and clap along. He didn't start it. He didn't start it! Oh. Corel is going to start heading towards Kavoris. As <laughs> I'm going to fucking punch. Faraday, Lorelei, Schlurp, you see Corel coming to, like, steaming towards the circle, and you see in the circle near its heart Kavoris turns to Teresial and extends a hand towards him. And Teresial takes it and then sweeps Kavoris into a startlingly competent multi-legged waltz. Uh, if you want to... Where are you trying to go, Corel? Corel, you're going to hate me. Corel has the whole basic assumptions on what was happening and why certain people should be blamed for certain things have just been sort of flipped on their head and Corel is really literally grabbing for answers. Corel is going to try and grab Kavoris and just try and understand. <gasps> oh, god. oh my god. Um, oh, with your power. Can, yeah. Oh shit. With Lorelei's passive perception of 25, Corel is not being stealthy. Oh no. Can I get... <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Can I like bodily like push Faraday towards stopping them? Uh, strength check. An 18. 
Okay, you shove Faraday. Faraday, you are propelled at great speed towards Karel, who is beelining in on Kavoris and Teresial, who are waltzing around this circle. What are you doing? Stop! I need to understand. But they can't answer you. They can't I will them. make them! And I haven't stopped. <laughs> Please. I, I don't even know what I'm asking. I don't know what Laurelie wants me to do, but... We can't stop this. We need to know. Go for it. Just do it. I trust you. What? That's ah! the opposite of what we wanted. <laughs> Can I be running after Corral? Uh, yes. So I, I was going to say that I was, but I thought that they were about to be stopped. It does that not happen? Faraday's like, go. We'll for say it, you were running. Yeah. You see Faraday stop Corral and then let them go. So, so screw. I was like, Faraday, what are you doing? I just run. I trust them. Okay. I don't. In this state, <laughs> no. Right, okay. So what should I, I roll? Is this um, a grapple at this point? Are you trying to grapple? Uh, yes, like, you don't want Bodily mind. stop them. Yes. You have to do athletics, Corel can choose. Uh, I'm going to do acrobatics. Can I wheel, give a d6? Yes. Can I give Corel advantage? Oh my god, oh my Faraday! Stop just watching all this, like, what the And Lorelei's like, Faraday, what the fuck? We I need no. to know. I want to know. Don't you? There's a ringing in your ears, Faraday. Uh-oh. Yeah, uh-oh. So, Corel rolled a, a natural one. <laughs> and I rolled a 26. <laughs> Crick, you throw yourself after Corel and you literally fucking launch yourself at them and take them to the ground with you like you're tackling rugby in rugby. And you are both on the ground. Get off me, Captain. No, this has to play out. And it as, has played out. And as the two of you struggle on the ground, Corel, you start to hear a ringing in your ears. And Crick, you start to feel a ringing in your ears. And oh. Lorelei and Schlurp. And then for a second, it's like you have double vision and you can see this meadow and the flowers and the celebration, but then also you can see the bones and the ash and the death. And it's like, the more you fight and argue with each other, the more that second vision becomes clearer. Uh... Lorelei's gonna walk up and I'm like, Corel, I get it. I am so angry, but I tried already and we are not here i resonate with whatever he resonates maybe could be something there's a chance there's a chance that you could completely screw up what's going on we already saw that Lorelei could get aliula to notice them so what if kavoris notices you doesn't do anything what happens to history i don't know how, we, we 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 are here to learn how to fix what happened not to try and prevent it I'm not trying to prevent it. But, I'm just trying to understand but, why he did this. We don't know. And he's not, we're not going to, he's not going to lay it out for us. No, he's not. But if you touch him, this all may grind to a halt. And then we know nothing. And we can't know how to undo all of this. I look up at... Lorelei. And I don't think that this I is going to change Lorelei. history. What were you doing on Kavoris, by the way? trying to oh and that wouldn't have messed things up i was gonna put it back i wasn't gonna inter i tried to get him when he was on the corner of everything sorry what were you trying to do trying to take the book read it and then put it back what? everybody just stop i can't hear anything okay you guys hear music i'm playing my violin i'm using my fucking phantom pick right now <gasps> oh, oh. God. 
Oh, you fucks drove me to it. Oh, no. oh my god. Wow. Oh Sh my god. Shut's calling a timeout. <laughs> you are all going to stop for a moment. You are going to calm down and you are going to talk to each other and you are not going to do anything that interferes with what is happening right now. So, but that also means... My charisma modifier is reduced to minus one for the next 1d4 hours. <laughs> Rolled a one, so... One, one hour. One hour, so that's not bad. And I get a cool scar out of it. You feel a sudden sear, not only on the hand that held the bow, but on your core itself. So you, I think you drop your bow. Fair enough. And on your hand, angry, glowing, white hot, is a mark. But it isn't a circle. It's a musical note. That's new. And I think you reach for your magic and it just feels, you feel different, like something has changed. Yeah, I'm like, I'm on my knees. I'm just kind of staring at my hand. Just, oh God. Corel has stopped struggling and is just quiet. Uh, Lorelei immediately stands up because this is essentially what she wanted. Goes Immediately goes over to Schlepp and starts using Druidcraft to cool their hand down. Mm. And as you do, Lorelei, because you're outside of Schlepp, you can see that all of those circles on their core have also changed to this new marking. Okay. I uh, I let go of uh, Corel. I just kind of slump back, sort of. What? Schlup, did you just calm everyone down? That was certainly the intention. Oh my and God, that's incredible. It looks like it worked. Schlup, I have one more thing to note. Okay. Oh no. When you pushed away that anger and that rage, there was something not right there, beyond just your friends egging them on. I think there's something here that's was making you angry. Like, obviously everything is happening, but there was something else, something that was egging you on Corel and just, just everyone. I just tackled Corel. Why did I do that? And as you say that, Kavoris and Teresial in their waltz come near and you hear Teresial say, and, and you're sure? I know what I said earlier, but Kavoris, if we screw this up. And at that, Kavoris does something very curious. He stops their dance and he pulls back just enough to free one hand. And then he offers it to Teresial to shake. And Teresial stills, like this is somehow a lot more than just a handshake. And then he very slowly takes it and says, You bastard Kavoris. Fine, I promise. This is happening. We are going to watch the end of everything. But we're going to do it together. Let's go find a good place to watch. Corel's still on the ground. Can I try and pick Corel up? Yeah, sure. Like, help them up. Yeah. Like, not, not like lift them with my they're, strong hands. They're quite limp. Oh. They're, they're, it's not they're unresponsive. They just... They, they had one thing on their mind, and now that one thing has been essentially overwritten, and... Yeah, they just can't really do anything just at this moment. Okay. Well, I support them as we walk along to wherever we're going to sit, I suppose. 
Faraday, do you want? You want to give me a hand? They're a bit heavy. Yeah, come on, buddy. Where do you go? Mm, Lorelei, you're the most perceptive. Where do you think the best place is? Um, somewhere close. You could stand to the side of the thrones. Yeah. With your backs to the tree, like looking at the circle. Um, who has the second best perception? I feel like it might be Corral. I think it's me. Yeah. Plus 10. Yeah. Okay. So Faraday, I'm going to suggest we stand together, but Faraday looks at the tree and Lorelei looks down the hill. Let's do that, yeah. Remember there was a there was a good song La- last moonless. Uh Faraday will start to sing and probably like take Lorelei's hand. Lorelei will just sort of lean and hum because she doesn't really know the words and take Faraday's hand and lean. I guess back to back because Faraday's looking at the tree and Lorelei's looking down at this circle of people sort of laser focused on Teruzial and just having a lot of feelings I think Corel has summoned a little bit of energy and while their hand does go for Faraday's their other hand does sort of weakly pull out the pad imprint and they continue to take notes and sketches of what's about to happen we're ready Paige It happens like this. The elementals rise from their thrones and turn to the tree, putting their backs to the circle and spread their arms and their powers dance together in the air, forming a protective ring around the tree as it starts to move and change. The trunk uncrumples and reforms into a towering figure who Faraday you know all too well only this time he's visible to all of you you see how the bark becomes a cloak you see a stag-like skull knots in the wood deepening into familiar empty eye sockets you see the god of life and death and then the stars that this tree is cloaked by start to move, not discordantly like they're in a wind, but in a mesmerizing synchrony. They peel away from the branches and reform themselves into a single swirling mass, which itself then begins to change into a new and complex undulating form. It's still, for the most part, abstract, but every now and again it twists and turns just the right way to undeniably form the shape of an enormous winged serpent. The god of space and time the other arch god. A hum is building in the air, an electric charge that vibrates in your teeth and bones. Something is happening here, unseen and enormous. The machinery of the universe is on the move and you are bare inches away from its teeth. It is an electric moment. You stand in it together, surrounded by swirling elements by spirits by gods and awesome power and then it ends the thing with machinery on this scale though is that it doesn't stop instantly the arch gods continue to form the gathered crowd continues to watch and the elementals continue to guard even as one of their number stands gasping for breath around the blade jutting through his chest 
then breath turns to blood and you hear the first scream and then the second and the third and the other elementals falter and the ring of their combined power wobbles and then disintegrates all at once, hurling shards of ice and stone into the meadow for hundreds of meters all around. A perfect moment is unraveling before your eyes and at its heart, standing behind Pyrrhus with righteous fury in his scarlet eyes and blood on his hands is Kavoris. Blood slides slick over metal and chitin. Flames stutter and banks into nothing but thin white smoke and you see panic ripple through the gathered crowd. But through all of this, Kavoris is just motionless. His hands deathly still and tight on the haft of the spear protruding grotesquely from Hiros's chest. That fury on his face and in his eyes is dying, falling away to be replaced by an awful, sick confusion. Then he convulses. A horrid, involuntary wrench of movement, and finally lets go of the spear to grab at his own throat as his mouth opens and a thick, foul, waxy substance comes pouring out of it. It comes and comes, and as it does, you hear that ringing again. Only it's coming from all around you, like quaking in the air until it seems to tremble. It comes and pours out of Kavoris, an unending skein of grey-white matter that looks like rot, like death, and all the while Kavoris just clutches his throat and gags. He gags and coughs and shudders, and this stuff just comes out of him, and then this too ends. But that's not quite right, because this is also a beginning. That substance... It doesn't just lie there on the ground. It does, for maybe half a breath, but then it moves, dragging and pouring itself along the ground, disgusting and liquid and unquestionably alive. It drags itself the short distance to Pyrrhos, and then it drags itself up his legs and over his body and into it, pressing itself in around the edges of the spear, tucking itself in under skin and chitin until his body distorts and bulges. It doesn't stop, not even as he bleeds, not even as he screams, not even when Kavoris finally unfreezes and crawls forwards to try to do something, anything to stop this awful sight. It just flows through his grasping hands and past him into Pyrrhus until every drop of it is gone. And then, for the first time since the spear went in, Pyrrhus moves, only he moves wrong. His head turns, too far to look back at Kavoris on the ground behind him, and then tilts, also too far. Thank you, he says, and his voice is different, twisted. You almost had me worried there, but you came through in the end. And Kavoris just stares, and that confusion on his face is just so raw, so plain, that it's not a surprise at all that he does nothing to protect himself when a watery fist wraps around all six of his ankles and drags him away. Everything accelerates from here. You see Septiva lifting Kavoris up to dangle in front of her. You see behind her Pima, the Crotor, approach Pyrrhos. You see Septiva lean close to Kavoris and then jerk away, letting him fall to the ground in favour of turning towards Pyrrhos, her power flaring like a supernova. You see Pyrrhos 
continue to shake and grow and change, becoming an approximation of the abomination you're more familiar with. His flames reignite and race out into the scattered crowd, forming a ring around the perimeter of the scene, trapping anyone who tries to flee. You see a whipping tendril of that same foul matter that came from Kavoris now come from Pyros, and it pierces Pima and the Crotor clean through like their armor isn't even there. You see them also start to shake, start to change, and that ringing is growing this whole time. But then Sativa is there. And you see the terrible moment where she realizes the choice that lies ahead of her. And you see the even more terrible moment she makes it. The elementals of air and earth die clean and quick. And the thing seething beneath Pyrrhus's chitin screams. It reaches for Sativa, but she's already gone, dancing away with ferocity in her eyes. It gives chase and then they are fighting. A whirlwind of awesome power, almost too fast to follow. Even one hit would mean certain death, you've seen that now. But Sativa still dares to pause and shout for help, shout for anyone to join her in this fight for survival. But not many are listening. Most have fled, only to find themselves trapped. Some are already dead struck by ice or stone from those first few catastrophic moments. But a few are listening, are still trying to protect others. You see Ala Eula, radiant even in burnt silks, her crown of paper flowers gone and her right wing hanging crookedly down her back. You see the gargantuan form of Romet stretch across the field to save Shomu from one of Pyrrhus's careless outbursts of power, the two of them disappearing from view in a flash of golden light. A high, clear note soars over the fraught scene, and the sweet sound of it calms the panic for a moment. Aliula speaks into this briefest of pauses, her lute glowing, her head held high. Didn't you hear your elemental? She asks, her voice like carrying clear over the entire field. The archgods need us. How can we call ourselves gods? If we don't help them now, there's an electricity to this moment too. To Aliula, bloodied and bruised, holding the attention of all of the gods to her as she asks, demands that they do their bit. And slowly she succeeds. Gods and spirits pull back from the edges of the scene and together form this ragged, staggering crowd that push in towards Septiva and Pyrrhus' battle and to the tree at the heart of it all. But the thing inside Pyrrhus is a monster, not a fool, and it sees the crowd coming and turns on them with an almost gleeful ferocity. It cuts them down, regardless of power or size or strength, with the ease of a scythe cutting through a field, until it comes to Aliula. Aliula, standing tall, her lute at hand, Aliula with her broken wing and her fierce eyes, it comes to her, and Septiva is too, too far away to stop it. But then Theresial is there. Theresial is there with his trident held out before him. And then the blow lands and there is this huge like whoomph of light and sound that dazzles you. And for a moment, curiously, that ringing stops. And when you can see again, Theresial and Aliula are both on the ground, the trident beside them, two of its three blades shattered. They look dead, 
And Pyrrhos must think they are, because he just keeps moving, keeps unharming, and they are just abandoned there. But they aren't dead. Or at least Alayula isn't. She flails and drags herself to Theresial, who's lying on his back, many of his plates buckled inwards. Injuries you recognize from the undersea city. You've seen these wounds before, these terrible, terrible wounds. And Alayula grasps his hand. Hers is shaking. She squeezes his fingers, but they lie limply in her own. She shakes him, shakes him again, and then she looks past his body to the trident. She takes one of the broken shards in hand and then plunges it into the ground beside herself. And almost immediately, her fist like starts to smoke. But then she just keeps going, keeps carving into the floor, and it looks like she's using something of Theresial's power here, forcing open a wobbling scrap of a doorway right there on the ground. And it takes her precious minutes to do this. And as she does, more people are falling. And you can see smaller figures now starting to be targeted, the spirits fleeing from Pyrrhos without much hope of success. And it's these figures she looks to as this tiny doorway ignites. Aliula reaches to them, expression desperate. And you see a handful of them flare with green light as she calls them to her, summoning them. Pyrrhos, though, doesn't let them go. He lunges after them, takes out one, two, three, until there are just two left, being dragged across the field by their connection to their goddess. They fetch up in front of her, and I think you know who they are. Jiahu is a mess. Her white fur is thick with blood. She reaches for Aliula, says, No, wait! And, but then her form dissolves in white light, changing into a flute which Aliula grabs and throws through that doorway out of sight. Then Aliula reaches for the second figure, for Sing, and he too starts to warp and change, but then Pyrrhos is there, blazing and terrible, and he strikes Sing mid-change. And Aliula screams as his luminous form wrenches and plummets through the doorway on fire like a comet. Why? she says, as Pyrrhos like, rears over her, and he's grown throughout all of this, become a towering column of shifting limbs and fire and smoke. Why are you doing this? You are the goddess of music, says the thing inside Pyrrhos. Can you not feel it? Feel what? It hurts. It hurts, and so I will stop it. Whatever it is, killing us won't stop it, says Alayula. Her feathers are starting to catch fire. I'm the goddess of music. Maybe if you tell me about it, about you, I can help. What's your name? You may call me the Shriek. And then it brings down one terrible fist and she is gone. You hear a sound at that, a furious roar. Septiva is still alive somehow, and now she charges, blood-drenched, her body at the edge of giving out. The thing inside Pyrrhos stands and watches her come, and then says, bafflingly, You are absent. No fucking shit! You just killed all of my friends! You are in pain! Yes! I can free you from this pain. 
And she just looks at this being and she just shakes her head and goes, fuck off and lunges. But Pyrrha swats her aside. The impact is terrible. Enough to crack the ground. But as Pyrrhos towers over her, Septiva is smiling. What? And she smiles wider and starts to laugh. Why are you joking? Because, says Septiva, you lost. And Pyrrhos whirls, but it's too late. The tree is again a tree, and the ritual is over. You will have to return. Your joy is illogical. You have only delayed the inevitable. Bite me, she says, and then she slumps back and lies still. I fucking love Septima. She's so fucking cool. (laughs) Queen. Queen, yes, queen. I mean, literally, isn't she literally a princess? Yeah. (laughs) So literally, yes, queen. (laughs) Oh my god. Is that is that the end? Almost. Okay, no. carry on. Come on, Paige, right. needs, Paige needs to rest her throat. A quiet falls over the field, this meadow, which has now become a mass grave. The grass is red with blood. The sky is grey. Pyros towers crackling over it all. No longer Pyros. This this is this is the shriek. This is the truth of what you've been looking for. And then Kavoris coughs and rises to his knees. And the shriek turns towards him, bends over him, and into his shattered, crushed face just says, Thank you so much. And Kavoris raises his hand like he hands like he's gonna say something or ask something. But the shriek just kills him. And then it looks up at the tree. Lets out this huge bellow of fury at being denied. Furious, and then it rises into the air and soars past the bounds of the scene into the distance. And in the distance, you see that orange glow you recognize from being pursued across the Pantheon as the Shriek presumably goes and lays waste to the rest of this realm. And all is quiet. All is quiet for a very long time. And then something moves. A broken, bloodied chitinous hand reaches for the haft of a trident and grabs it and then Teresial hauls himself to his feet he is alone he is utterly alone he looks around this scene and then he unsteadily levels that trident which, which is its broken blades in front of him and cuts a ragged doorway a doorway with a very similar profile to the one you just entered through, a ragged, bleeding mess of a doorway, and he staggers through it, out of sight, leaving that doorway behind himself. I 
I think I might end it there. I'm mm. going to end it there. Yeah. Oh my God. Magnificent. Oh my we just, God. We just watched Ragnarok, didn't we, Shona? He went back in time to pick up the animals. Hey listeners, Paige here. I'd like to say a quick thank you to our cast. That's Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Shona as Schlurp, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Duncan as Corel, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. If you've enjoyed the show, consider leaving a review, recommending us to a friend, checking out our store, or becoming a supporter over on our Patreon. We're the indiest of indie productions, and every little really does help. That's all from me. See you in three weeks in the Maelstrom Galaxy.